This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. When it comes to investing, there is no guaranteed return, right? Maybe not. There is actually an investment out there that is paying 9.62%. When I first heard about this, I was like, hold up. This is amazing. I want to learn more about this, and I definitely want to funnel some of my own personal money to this. So that's why I was so excited to bring back on a former guest, Joseph Hogue, to talk a little bit about this investment. They are called I-bonds. If you've been hearing anything about I-bonds lately, it's been really interesting because these are savings bonds. We're going to go into all of the details of what exactly this means, how it works, how you purchase pros and cons, who these are for, who they're not for. It's going to be a really good episode. And more than anything, I hope it shows you that sometimes investment returns are kind of guaranteed. And with this type of investment, it's really interesting. And I think it's one that if you're like me, you will probably want to look into further. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and turn the mic over to my friend, Joseph Hogue. Hey, hey, Joseph Hogue, thank you so much for hanging out. Whitney, it's great to be here. Great to talk to you after so long. It's been a minute. So give us a quick update of like, what are you up to now since the last time we spoke with you? You were living in Columbia. Are you still there? What's going on in your life? Sure. Still living in Columbia. Actually, uh, we've got a, a visa appointment for our adopted daughter uh, here in a month. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, get that get that visa, move back to the States and, you know, start, start a new life there, uh, state bound, stateside. Love it. Are you still doing YouTube as well? Yes, absolutely. Love the, you know, I've been blogging since 2014, but I just love the face-to-face connection there on YouTube. Uh, really get a sense of that face-to-face community and and uh, nothing like it. So love to see everybody stop by the channel there. Let's talk money on YouTube and, uh, you know, join the community. I love it. Your YouTube channel, I have to give you props. It's been going really freaking well. I feel like the last time you were on, I don't recall, I think you were at maybe one or 200,000 subscribers. It was, it was a few years ago. Yeah. started in 2017 and yeah, the growth has just been exponential. It's just been crazy. And yeah, again, I think it just goes back to that real relationship you get through video and uh, connecting people uh, on that and the sense of community. I agree. One thing I've noticed too, is you have been talking a ton about high bonds and I had to reach out because I know this is something that's very interesting. People have a lot of questions about them. They don't quite understand so give us a little context. Why are you talking about I-bonds first and foremost? 
Sure. Well, these things just seem to have come out of nowhere, right? Uh, right. They actually they actually have been around since 1998. They were started as a way to give you know, smaller uh, regular investors a way to protect themselves from inflation. But mm. since inflation has been really non-existent over the last 10 years until until just this last year, nobody really paid them any attention. This year, though, they've really gotten popular because they do have a, a semi-annual reset on the interest rate that adjusts for inflation. So it's a great way to protect your money uh, from inflation and earn a really solid return, actually. They are a savings bond issued by the U.S. government, so it's completely risk-free. And I, I know there's a lot of eye rolls out there with uh, you know the, the U.S. government and that kind of thing. But if the, uh, if the government ever stops paying its savings bonds, we've got a lot more to worry about than just making money, right? Yeah. So, so these are our savings bonds. You can buy up to $10,000 a limit on them. And right now they are offering a 9.6% annual yield, which is just amazing when you consider any other savings bonds or even regular corporate bond rates or, or even the 20% loss in stocks this year. It's so true. So let, let's take it back just a hair. So for somebody sure. who isn't maybe familiar with what a bond is, mm-hmm. what exactly do you, how, like, how do you explain bonds to your YouTube audience? Sure. Well, bonds are basically just loans, right? Uh, so any uh, in, any company, a government uh, that needs needs money to fund their operations, right? They can e- either issue stock, which is ownership in the company, or they can issue bonds, which is just a loan. Uh, so you know, governments, local governments, uh, national governments, businesses, they all issue these bonds, and they pay interest. Most bonds pay a, a coupon interest, so every six months you'll get you'll get an actual interest payment for the bonds, and then you get all the money back on the bond after you know when the bond matures. So when that loan expires, uh, usually within you know ten to twenty or thirty years. I bonds are a little different; they are a savings bond, so backed by the U.S. government. And instead of paying that interest, they just add it to the value of the bond, right? So if you invest $10,000 in this bond, each month, they're going to add in the interest that you earned over that month. And then that's paid That's paid into the bond every six months. And, uh, and what the, the great thing about that is instead of collecting that interest, then you actually get to compound it. So that interest starts earning interest every single, uh, every single month, which is a great way to, to really build that investment. You don't pay state or local taxes on that income taxes. So if you live in a state that, that collects income taxes, then, then you're free from that. You do pay federal taxes on those though. So you've got the tax benefit, you've got the uh, the compounding interest on those, and then uh, and you can hold these up to thirty years. You can sell them after a year. They do have a lockup period, so you have to hold your I bonds for a year. Uh, after that, if you sell them within five years, then you give up like three months of interest. Which I know a lot of people kind of stress out about the lockup period, about the interest rate penalty, but it's only three months. You know, so so even if you sell them after a year and a half. That's just three months of, of interest coming off of there. It's still a great return. Like I said, 9.6% annual re- return right now. And, uh, and we're going to need that stock market protection for, for years, I think. You know, the stock market's already down 20% this year. Could go, could go even further th- the rest of the year and into next year. So with this, with this I-bond investment, you get a guaranteed, and you know, you're not supposed to say that often with, with investments because nothing is guaranteed, but this is actually a guaranteed interest rate, 9.6%. And you're going to have that that protection uh, for the rest of your portfolio. You're going to have whatever you put in that is going to be protected and earning that interest over the next year and, and as long as you hold those. And is that is that interest rate locked in as well? You mentioned something about like six months. So if mm-hmm. I were to go purchase a, an I bond today, do I get that nine point six two percent as long as I hold it, or how does that work? 
Sure. And really, the reason why these have been so popular is because they do have an inflation kicker, right? So every six months, uh, they reset the interest rate resets on the first day of May and the first day of November. They've got a fixed interest rate, which you get for as long as you hold them. But then the other part of the interest rate, it adjusts as a determined by the CPI, by the consumer price index inflation, mm-hmm. right? So as inflation keeps on heading higher and we all know how high it's it's already run, then that interest rate paid on those bonds actually runs higher. So if we do see inflation even increase from here, then you know come November, those I bonds are going to be paying even more on an annualized rate. And what I will say is that even you know if inflation does come down a little bit, which we are expecting it to to moderate a little bit, it's still going to pay a, a very strong, very strong yield. You know, over the next few years with inflation at four or five, six percent, those I bonds are going to pay that are going to pay that six and seven percent interest rate. Crazy. Is there so with, with these these bonds too? I know some people often think, well, shouldn't I just wait until November? Like, why would I invest right now? What if I just like bank up a bunch of money and do a lump sum of, you said up to 10,000 was the max for individual. So what if they're like, I'll just wait till November. Is that a smart strategy or should you get in now? Actually, that's probably one of the most frequent questions is, should I wait uh, until the reset? And you don't need to really. Uh, you're, if you invest now, you can actually you buy these directly from the treasury. So you go to treasury treasurydirect.gov. There's no fees to buy in these and you can buy in any amount. So I think it's uh, amounts up to $25 and up. Right. Oh, so, so you can buy these every month. You can add to your, add to your account every month. There's no minimum really to speak of. And you're going to, again, you're going to earn that interest rate from the minute you buy them. Right. So I, I tell people, you know, especially with the, with the interest rate at 9.6% already, don't wait, just start, start earning that interest. And, and you'll, you'll earn that interest all the way through November that the, uh, the new bonds that you buy, those will uh, reset that, that interest rate and, and you'll continue to earn every, every single month and compound. If you buy now, like I said, that interest that you earn over this next four or five months, then that's going to be compounding. So, mm-hmm. you know, the longer you hold these, the more money, the more money you make because the more compound interest you build on that. Is there like a minimum holding period for these? There is. There's that that one year lockup. So you know you have to hold any any deposits you have. So any bonds you buy with that money, you have to hold those for a one year. And and then you know if you sell within five years, then you give up three months of of interest. So nine point six percent annual interest. One month is what is that like point two percent? You know point point three percent. Uh, so it's really it's really not as bad as a lot of people think. I, I think a lot of people get kind of freaked out about the that lockup period or the three month interest penalty. But if you're earning ten percent a year and you hold these things for two years for that protection against the stock market crash, then then you're still earning a great rate of return. It's it's I mean it's really impressive. Like historically, give us some context too. Maybe a few years ago or even last year, what were your I bonds paying at that time? Sure. Uh, well, before inflation kicked off, these these things weren't paying that much, and that's why they 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 weren't nearly as popular. I mean, they were paying maybe two, three, four percent annualized, wow. which is right around in that you know that savings bond range. So they do have that inflation uh, that inflation adjustment. But since inflation was only it was less than two percent a year, then they they weren't really you know they weren't really paying much. But but yeah, you know, consumer price index jumped eight point six percent month over month uh, or, or year over year recently. Then yeah, they they just adjusted way up, almost ten percent. Which is that's like crazy. But I love this investment too because I like the 
for people like me, I don't like a lot of risk. You both, you and I know this. I'm, I'm not that type of person where I'm not putting it all on Reddit jackpot or where <laughs> like that just freaks me out. So something like this is really interesting to me. I know a lot of people historically, you get like the bond from your grandma, you know, <laughs> there's your gift. The savings bonds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that still something like, is this something I could gift to my niece or nephews or like, how does that work? It is. That, that is a great feature of these. You can actually gift these uh, to someone else. And that limit, that $10,000 limit, whenever you gift them, that goes against their limit, right? So uh-huh. so if you still, if you want to invest 10000 on your own for your own account, but you're afraid that you know, you've, you've only got that 10,000, you can still invest however much you, or gift however much you want for other people. In fact, I know that's how a lot of people are protecting more of their money is you can gift each member of your family up to that $10,000 limit for each person. Right. And you can also, you can also buy these with a business account, right? If you've got a, a, a federal tax ID number with a business, you can buy up to $10,000 for those. So you can potentially uh, protect quite a bit of money, even, even with that $10,000 limit. I think that's impressive. Yeah. There's, I think it's just the, the right time, the right place for these, for these investments. You know, where else right now are you getting any kind of a, a guaranteed or even a safe investment with almost a 10% and 10% yield? Yeah. You, you just, you can't find that anywhere, <laughs> like literally anywhere. No. That's why I think this is so interesting. Can you, can I purchase these I bonds and put them underneath like my Roth IRA or my 401k or how does that work? Is this like totally separate than retirement account? Sure. Sure. Well, right now you can't, you, you're not able to invest these in a retirement account. You, like I said, you do buy them through treasurydirect.gov. So directly from the treasury, they actually have your account housed on the website there. Uh, oh. So you just buy them in there. And, and actually I would say, even if you were able to put these in a retirement account, it might not be the best place to put them because you sure. do receive that that state tax, you know, you don't pay any taxes for state, state or local government taxes on there. Then you don't quite need the the same, you know, that same tax deferral that you get with stocks and bonds and, and with other with other investments. So the fact that you're only paying uh, federal income taxes on the in- interest on these, you want these in a taxable account and save those retirement account limits for the other, you know, for your high dividend stocks and, and things like that. And I presume it's it's pretty much the same as any other investment. You pay taxes when you officially cash out when you sell. Yep, and that's you know one of, uh, another one of the great things about these uh, most bonds that pay those those semi annuals so that every six months that bond will pay interest, uh, send you an interest check. You're going to pay taxes on those every year, the every year that you collect that interest. Right. But with these savings bonds, since you don't actually receive that until you sell the, the bond, then there's no taxes until you sell. So when you do sell, then you'll they'll they'll send you a, a form that adds up all your all your interest on the investment and you do pay you pay those federal income taxes on that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And just to give everybody some context too, when you go to the website treasurydirect.gov it looks like you might be in the wrong place. You're actually in the right place. It's, it's just like, I, I remember when I first went to that website ever, I'm like, is this a scam site? What's going on here? Like it just, it doesn't look like you would expect it to. So just make sure you're .gov and you're probably going to be fine. But just yep. know that if you go to the website. <laughs> yep, .gov, uh, you'll see up in, I think it's usually up in the upper right corner. You'll see a kind of open an account. Uh, so you will have to, you'll start an account with the treasury and that's where you'll end up buying the uh, the bonds in. I love it. Okay. Yeah. One question too on the, the $10,000 limit. Is that per person per lifetime? Is that like per year? How does that $10,000 limit work? That's, I believe that's, that's per, per lifetime. I I can, I can check that for you. Pretty sure it's, it's, it's per lifetime though. 
Yeah, that, that's what I thought it was as well. So I just wanted to confirm my understanding too. Okay, the next question. So then we get these bonds, we start to invest ideally today. It seems like we can do increments, 25, 50 bucks, depending on if it's like electronic or if you want that paper copy. Did you get the paper copy? Are you one of those people? You know, I, they, they've changed it over the past few years where the paper, the paper bonds, you can only get them uh, through like a tax refund, which... Oh, yeah! I, I, you know, I, I kind of wish we were getting attacked. We we haven't gotten a tax refund in, in a <laughs> no, couple of years. Me neither. I'm like, what's uh, that like? Yeah, yeah. Wish, but it would be really cool though because these are most government, most savings bonds, most bonds. It's just a bunch of dusty old white guys, right? Uh, you oh, know, Thomas Jefferson, right? What have you done for me lately? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but these these uh, these I bonds are really cool because they have uh, a lot of really you know. Uh, influential and important people like uh, there's Helen Keller is on uh, one denomination. Uh, Einstein is on a denomination. Martin Luther King Jr. is on one denomination. So if you do have a, a refund, look into, uh, you know, buying the paper, the paper bonds, because it's a really cool, it's a really cool you know bond to have. That is so cool. Do you ever think that those would become valuable to just because of <laughs> like the part, like, can I resell this on eBay later? I wonder. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't know. I I don't I wouldn't <laughs> think so just because I, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean the the government does so many of them. But it's true. Uh, I I mean, if nothing else they're they're accruing that interest. So you buy a $100 savings bond, even the the paper bond, it's going to accrue that interest up to 30 years. And so after 30 years it's going to be worth quite a bit. I love it. Okay, so to to buy them we go on that website, we create an account, we make our purchases, and then from there we just sit back and chill for a bit. Just sit back and you don't even have to check it. You know, you know exactly what kind of interest rate that's going to make every, you know, every month. It's safe, guaranteed by the US government. It's not going to go into default. So, yeah, it's that money's in there for as long as long as you want it to until you sell it. This is maybe like kind of a philosophical question, but is there anybody that you feel like these are maybe not suited for? Sure. Uh, well, there are still uh, a lot of people that, that kind of get put off by that lockup period and by the interest rate penalty. Uh, I mean, I say that it's it's not that big of a deal because I think we're going to need that protection from the stock crash for at least a year, right? So, so, so it might not be too much, but but there still are people that that just don't want the, their money locked up. There's others. I, I would say maybe younger investors that don't quite need the protection from the stock market crash. Uh, and you know, I know a lot of investors that have lost 10, 20, 30% on their portfolios are, are saying, what the hell are you talking about? I want that protection. But you know, anyone with 30 or 40 years left to invest, this is this is just a drop in the bucket, you know, this yeah. this stock market crash. Uh, they've got plenty of time to to ride stocks out and can invest a little, a little bit more risky assets, right? Like stocks, uh, because those are eventually gonna provide the higher return. But for anybody, of course, anybody that that wants that protection, anybody that with less than you know ten or fifteen years to invest, uh, and you know can't see their their money really evaporate in the stock crash, then these are a great investment. I know a lot of people try to like hack everything. This I used to be this person too, where I'm like, what if what if I put my what emergency if? fund into I bonds? Is that from your perspective? Like, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? What do you think there? That would, I think that would be tough because uh, just by its very nature, an emergency fund, you sh- you could need it within a month, right? Uh, if it is truly for emergencies, then you know you might not be able to wait for that one-year lockup period. Uh, what I would say is that if your emergency fund is large enough, then maybe you could True. put 
uh, a portion of it in there so that you know in a year then that that portion becomes unlocked and you can use it for for emergency pur- purchases but but yeah anything that you're going to need potentially uh, in less than a year then then you would definitely need in something safer something like maybe a money market account or very short term bonds the if you're worried about inflation then the the tips so treasury inflation protected securities uh, very much like these they're government bonds uh, they don't pay quite the interest rate as these do, but uh, but you don't have that lockup period. You can buy and sell them uh, whenever you please, and uh, and they are inflation adjusted, so that mm. so they do protect you as well. That is nice too. I, I like your your point about if you're over a certain threshold in your emergency fund, and maybe I don't know, maybe you have like fifteen thousand dollars sitting in a savings account, mm-hmm. and you have not touched it in two to three years, and you truly only need maybe ten thousand if something really hits the fan. That could sure. be a good option to just go, go go do that. What about the person that's like maybe trying to figure out how much do I still contribute to the stock market and my index funds, my individuals, like whatever they're investing in mm-hmm. versus these I bonds. Is there like in your head, how are you rationalizing? Like how much should you put towards the I bonds versus just your normal stock investing? Sure, sure. Well, that just that really just starts with a kind of a top-down approach for those asset classes, right? So, how much how much of your total wealth do you want in stocks? How much in bonds? How much in real estate? And then within each of those, you know, how much in so how much in dividend stocks? How much in growth stocks? Yeah. Within bonds, you know, how much in corporate bonds? How much in savings bonds? Generally, you know, and that it varies with age, right? Totally. Uh, older investors need more protection; they need more safety. Um, you know, younger investors they need you know they need more growth, so they can have more in stocks. So for older investors uh, like myself, right, I would say, you know, I, I mean, maybe 10, 15% in bonds. Uh, sure. And of course, that's going to change, you know, those those 50, 55, 60 years, uh, they're going to want as much as, you know, 20 or 30% in bonds. And then, you know, a portion of that in the savings bonds. Really with the savings bonds, you're, you're only limited by that $10,000 limit. And they're paying, uh, yeah, they're paying just so much more. Than any regular bonds are right now. That I think you could you could probably put most of that most of your bond portfolio in these uh, up to that ten thousand. So yeah, actually, that's a really really good point too. I think this is a good conversation. At least I know I have a better understanding of what to look for with this stuff. Is there any areas with I bonds that we didn't cover that you think are important to know, or did we hit on pretty much every element? Sure. Uh, well, I would say uh, yeah, just don't be afraid of that lockup period because yeah. uh, the, the the interest rate. The, the yield on these is so high uh, and it is a safe investment in these times where, where people need that safety I'd I'd say uh, again don't don't wait for the reset to buy just you know put in put a little bit in every month and start start activating that compound interest uh, because that's really the power the power beyond these really earning interest on that interest that's amazing Joseph thank you so much for your time it's so good to catch up with you and hear all the cool things you're doing and we all wish you the best of luck with the move that sounds exhausting already. It does, but, but, but fun, I guess. Uh, thanks, Whitney. It's my pleasure. <laughs> All right. What'd you think? Pretty interesting stuff, right? I personally loved the conversation and I love learning more about I-bonds. It was definitely inspiring for me and makes me want to go invest my money. Right, do me the biggest favor. If you enjoyed this episode, share this with one person that you think could get some value from this. It helps the show get in front of more people. And it's really one of the greatest compliments you can give to a podcast host, aka me means so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds podcast. Bye.
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.